The new Lloyd Mr. Nissan is moving. We'll be temporarily relocating to the big blue building on Highway 16 West, formerly known as Border City RV. And before we have to tediously move every single vehicle on the lot, we'd rather sell it. You can save today on our incredible Nissan lineup of cars, trucks, and SUVs. Move a new or pre-owned vehicle to your driveway with deep discounts. The moving out sale is on now at the new Lloyd Mr. Nissan. The new Lloyd Mr. Nissan. We won't sell you a car. We'll help you buy one. Local people. Local news and events. Local sports. Local matters. For all things Lloydminstern area, this is Live with Kurt Price. Welcome to Live with Kurt Price. I'm Kurt Price with the new Lloydminster Nissan, which will be moving soon. And so the moving sale continues. Great day to stop in and save some dollars on a new truck or car or SUV. And right now at the new Lloydminster Nissan, do not pay for six months OAC. Well, Chris and Chris are our guest today. Uh, we're going to be talking with Chris Brinklow about the Border City Card Show tomorrow. And former Edmonton Oiler, Pittsburgh Penguin, Philadelphia Flyer, Tampa Bay Lightning, Atlanta Thrasher, Phoenix Coyote, <laughs> and Vancouver Canuck, Chris Joseph is going to be uh, joining us as well. We're going to talk to uh, Chris about his visit tomorrow. And uh, what's really interesting about that conversation, because full disclosure, we did it yesterday, is uh, the conversation around the punch-up in Piastani, which people will remember was the 1987 World Junior Hockey Championship in uh, which they had to turn the lights off to get yeah. the Russians and the Canadians to stop fighting, and it didn't work. Let's put it uh, that way. So we'll talk to uh, Chris about that. Well, if you are faced with uh, some sort of disaster, whether that's a fire, whether that's flood, or whether you're looking for drug or asbestos cleanup, you can call BioClean Disaster Services in Lloydminster. BioClean is a local company that will move quickly and help you get your life back to where it was before the disaster. Taking care of your home, your business, taking care of your items, your property is very, very important to them. But you know what's the most important? Taking care of you and your family along the way and getting your family back to where it was before the disaster. BioClean Disaster Services, they're local. 1-833-246-8326. Well, just a couple of things here this morning, and then we'll get into the details on the Border City uh, Card Show, which uh, is a fundraiser for B. Fisher Foundation as well. Alloy, Mr. Bobcats play again tonight. 3-1 loss last night at the Civic Center. They play tonight, 7 o'clock. They're taking on the Camrose Kodiaks. Alloy, Mr. Cross Country Ski Club, their AGM is coming up on October. October the 25th. It runs from 7 to 8.30 p.m. And they're looking for new board members. They're looking for new volunteers. And they're looking for new coaches. Volunteers are responsible for grooming trails and doing all kinds of fun stuff uh, to get the club to where it needs to be. Border City Rotary Club planning a pancake breakfast for Saturday, October 28th at Spiros. Join them between 8 and 10 a.m. with pancakes. They're just $5 a person. And those go to the Holy Rosary Girls Volleyball Team. 
The Lloyd Mr. RCMP are inviting you to a town hall meeting on Tuesday at 6 p.m. the OTS room at the Service Sports Centre. RCMP members will be on hand to discuss uh, year-to-year details and progress that they've been making, and they'll also be taking some questions. That starts at 6 o'clock, and again, that is this Tuesday night, OTS room at the Service Sports Centre. We're going to stick out at the Service Sports Centre where today the Border City Farmers Market is taking place. It runs from 11 to 4 with over 30 vendors on hand and a great selection of food, of course, baking, uh, all kinds of homemade products, popular items, and a whole lot more. Well, let's get into the Border City Card Show, which is uh, tomorrow. And uh, where is the Border City Card Show taking place, uh, Chris? It's going to be taking place at the Rolling Green uh, Fairways. Is that upstairs, like in the barn thing? No, or, no, or? it's actually in their event center. Oh, right, there, okay. So, the, yeah. you got a lot of vendors coming then. <clears throat> we And it's funny because I was at the Bobcats game last night, and I had this guy message me on Facebook, is there any more tables left? I'm like, I could squeeze one in. Mm-hmm. So two nights before the show, I'm still booking a table. So we have over about 42, 43 vendors, uh, tables that will be there, and it's just it's going to be fantastic. Like he's a local guy, saw the post and wanted to be involved. Uh, what time do the doors open? What does it run to? And uh, what's the cost? So the doors open at eleven. Runs till five o'clock. Uh, Chris Joseph, as we spoke about before, uh, he's going to be there from eleven till two. He's coming right after his shift tonight, and he's driving out, so he's going to be on uh, zero sleep. But he's a trooper, and uh, and then uh, the cost at the door is five dollars for adults. Uh, for kids, for teenagers, $2, and then 6 and under are free. Uh, but we just want people to be assured that the money paid at the door is not coming in my pocket. It's not Nobody's profiting off this event. It's going right back into our community here in Lloydminster. Okay, and you mentioned Chris is traveling after a shift. For those that don't know, Chris is a firefighter. Yeah. Uh, Chris Joseph, a firefighter. We're going to ask him about that too. We'll take a break. We'll come back and talk to Chris Joseph. And then we'll find out more about the Border City Card Show with Chris Brinklow in just a moment here on Live with Kurt Price. At Lloydminster and District Co-op, membership matters more. Because being part of a co-op means you're connected to something bigger than yourself. From long-held legacy by those who built our communities to people you call family, friends, and neighbours. When you're a Lloyd Co-op member, you're an owner in a local business that prides itself on purpose alongside profit. You earn cash back, you help support causes that matter most, and you're building a better way of life for the next generation. Membership matters more. I'm Brian Zinchuk of PipelineOnline.ca. I used to be a pipeliner and I've spent the last 15 years reporting on energy in Saskatchewan. PipelineOnline.ca provides comprehensive coverage of light oil, heavy oil, lithium, helium, power production including coal, wind, solar, geothermal, natural gas and nuclear. There's a lot happening in Saskatchewan's energy sector, and Pipeline Online is there for all of it. No one else comes even close. It's more than just taxes at LNACPA. Assurance, accounting, retirement planning, estate planning, business consulting, financial consulting, farm program support, and bookkeeping. But yes, there is always taxes. The team at LNACPA is committed to helping you achieve your best results and will be there to assist you every step of the way. LNACPA, with offices in Provost, Vermilion, and Lloydminster. Our guest today is... uh 
a veteran of the NHL of, is it 15 seasons? I'm going to ask him that in uh, just a moment to make sure, but I believe it's 15 NHL seasons and uh, pro career that lasted 19 years. Chris Joseph, who uh, calls Edmonton home. He's a member of the Edmonton Oilers alumni, of course. And uh, he's also a firefighter in Edmonton as well, which I want to ask him a little bit about as well. And he's coming to Lloydminster on, well, tomorrow. Uh, Chris, thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. Thanks. Pleasure to be here. Uh, Lloyd Minster coming out on Sunday for the Border City Cards show. Ever been to Lloyd Minster before? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, like most people, passed through quite a bit. Um, but we were out there, I've been out there for kids' hockey uh, games and tournaments. Uh, and then we were out there with the Oilers alumni. We did the Battle of Alberta against the Flames a couple of years ago now. Yeah, that's right, uh, too. Yeah. Yeah, and so I've been out there a few times, uh, fairly familiar with the area. I'm looking forward to coming back. So it's a card show. Uh, Chris will be at uh, Rolling Green Fairways from 11 to 2 tomorrow, and he's going to be signing some autographs, and uh, I believe there's a speaking session as well. I want to ask you, because being a collector myself, I love memorabilia. Uh, was it? Was it, well, first, maybe I should ask, 15 years in the NHL? Yeah, 14 years. Um, I did uh, 14 years NHL, and then I did five years in Europe. So in total, I was 19 years professional hockey, uh, but 14 years NHL, and a mix of up and down and Oilers and Penguins and, yeah, yeah. big mix. Did you uh, did you collect any memorabilia yourself? Like, are you a hockey card guy or uh, anything particular that you collected? I, when I was a kid, I collected cards, but I wouldn't say I collected them. I would put my Gretzky cards in my spokes and ride my bike around. So they're worthless today. Um, and then as I got on in my career, I realized that I was playing with some pretty good players. So I collected some sticks. So I've got about 50 sticks in my garage and they're Eric Lindros, Yarmir Yager, Mario Lemieux, uh, Ron Francis, you know, like Danny Savard. So I've got quite a few. Um, but yeah, they're sitting in my garage. Uh, I got about 50 of them. Oh, that's, that's, that's awesome. So you played with these guys or did you ever do the Peter Nedved where you ask a, a opposing team, team, uh, that you're playing for a stick? Um, I did. I asked, uh, Brett Hall, never played with him. I asked him for a stick. Um, but most of the guys I, I played with, like, like all those names I mentioned, Savard, uh, Lemieux, Yager. Uh, I, I played with all those guys. So I was lucky that way. I actually got to play with a lot of the great players. You did play with some unbelievable uh, players in your career. Um, start Growing up in Burnaby, was Wayne Gretzky was the guy though? Yeah, like when I was growing up in Burnaby, the Canucks were never really very good. And the Oilers were sort of just coming on as I was getting, you know, to my teenage years. And so... You know, I was born in 1969, so I was, you know, watching the Oilers sort of grow up as I was growing up, and just wow, what a team, right? And so I be kind of became an Oilers fan, and then yeah, it was crazy to think that you know it was like five years later I'm on the same team with Wayne and Mark and everybody, so that was pretty cool. You get traded to Edmonton in your first in your rookie year. Um, what was it like walking into that dressing room in, in Edmonton? I mean, not like you're coming from, you come from Pittsburgh where there's a, there's a superstar there as well, but you're going to Edmonton where, as you mentioned, Gretzky's there, Messier's there. What's it like walking into that dressing room? And, and you got a guy I'm sure you admired in Glenn Sather. That's your general manager too. Yeah, it was, um, it was intimidating 
to be honest, it was also, I had gone as an 18 year old, I'd gone to Pittsburgh where I was expected to learn and make mistakes and do all, all that kind of stuff. Um, but then I get traded to the Oilers and their blue line was, was set. Like they were, they had a good blue line. Uh, they had Steve Smith, Jeff Bukaboom, Randy Gregg, uh, Charlie Huddy, Kevin Lowe, Craig Muni. Like they were good. And so as an 18 year old, it was hard to get ice time. And so then I went from, you know, playing regular, making my mistakes, doing my growing pains to all of a sudden, you know, sitting in the press box. It was, it was a tough go. Um, but you know, I did the best I could. You know, at the end of the day, you, you try to eke out a, a career and do the best you can. And, uh, yeah, no complaints. I, I enjoyed my time. I love the Oilers club. I love the players. I love the staff. Everybody treated us really good. And, of course, winning winning's always nice. Why did you end up calling Edmonton home? You know, you, know, you played in numerous seasons in other places. How? Why was Edmonton home? They married a St. Albert girl. <laughs> and I've been here ever since. Um, no, it's good. So I met my wife when I was playing here, and uh, she's from St. Albert. Uh, so we've been here ever since. Um, I was, I always kind of considered myself a West Coast boy growing up in Burnaby. And I thought, you know, nothing will ever take me away from the coast, but here I am. And I love it. I do, I do love living in Alberta, except for one thing the weather. And that's pretty much everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I love everything about Alberta. Just uh, you got to get away once in a while in the winter. Other than Edmonton, was there a place you played that you just absolutely loved? Yeah, quite a few actually. Uh, Pittsburgh has this um, this image of a dirty steel town. Not at all. It's beautiful, green, rolling hills, lots of beautiful areas. Philadelphia, <clears throat> my wife said uh, one of her favorites because it had like four perfect seasons. You'd have three months of winter, three months of spring. You know how here in Alberta we get six months of winter and then everything else is compressed. Um, Phoenix, played in Phoenix. I mean, it's unreal. Wearing shorts to the rink. Tampa, wearing shorts to the rink. So they were all really, really good. I got to play back in my hometown, which is very special. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was really lucky. Uh, the only places that I didn't really care for uh, was Finland. I played a year in Finland. And that wasn't so much, you know, the country. It was just sort of the lifestyle. We were training two-a-days. And, you know, my wife was pregnant with her third. And I didn't see her a lot. We were living in a small little apartment. Our first time in Europe. So, uh, but then we went on to Germany and, and Italy and loved it. So there was a lot of great places to play. Um. I want to talk about another team you played for, the uh, World Junior Hockey Championship team in 88. But I think everybody wants to know about the punch-up in Piastani. Now, I remember I was at a hockey game in Purdue, playing in a game in Purdue, and there's just a rumbling goes through the arena. They're fighting at the World Junior Hockey Championship. You're on the ice, Chris, when that breaks out. Can you tell me about the punch-up in Piastani and what it was like to be on the ice when that started and when they turned the lights off? Well, I I tell people, first of all, I don't think I started it, but <laughs> I was probably the second fight. Um, so if I already, you know, set it up for you, like it was a pretty chippy game, uh, but setting that up, we were going for gold. We needed to win by five or more to get a gold, if I recall correctly, if we... One by five or less, we got a silver. If we lost, we got a bronze. So we had a medal regardless. And the Russians were not a very good team that year. And they were they were out of medal contention. And there was no there was no playoff games. It was just round robin. So 
the Russians wanted to rain on our parade and just spoil any chances we had. And so they uh, they were playing really chippy. Uh, they were out of control. The rumors were they weren't even getting fed. Uh, so they were very unhappy. Uh, so our game started off with we 4-2 in the second period, but you know, like one little stick turned into another little chop, turned into a slash, turned into an elbow. We had a Norwegian referee, a Polish linesman, and a Finnish linesman, and the ref just couldn't keep up. Like we were going too fast for him. He was out of his league. And <clears throat> so turned into, you know, one little thing. And then before I know it, like I think Flurry stuck somebody and they were sort of going at it, but at the very same time, somebody took a swing at me. I ducked, you know, I jumped on them and we started rolling around like alligators and, you know, I was throwing punches and, uh, and so I'm just sort of tied up with that one guy. And I, it ended up being a guy named Chester Rikoff. I didn't know who he was, but funny enough, when I was in Philadelphia, I asked Valerie Zelapuka and I go, were you there? And he's like, yeah, who are you fighting? And we looked at each other, like maybe we were fighting each other for a while. So we had a good laugh. Um, but I, I looked up and I see both benches coming at me and I'm like, okay, I'm on top. So I'm thinking they're going to come after me first. So I got up and I let my guy go. And it was like bees flying past, zoom, 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 you know, like that. And like, everybody's going everywhere and it was chaos and kind of skated around looking to help somebody. I think I skated right past Stefan Waugh, Patrick Waugh's brother. He was getting two on one. I didn't even see him. He was literally five feet away from me. I go down to the goal, kind of help pull somebody off a goalie, go in the corner. Ivan Corvo is getting two on one. I And somebody's got his arms held back. And so I go and I grab the guy that's holding him. And the other Russian takes off. So now we got a two on one. And I look at Ivan. I'm like, hit him. And he sort of just looks and he slunks his shoulders and he's exhausted. And he's like, no. So anyways, uh, long story short, they turn out the lights. We go a little stupider. Uh, and then we they leave the ice, the referees. And then we finally decide we're going to break ourselves up. So we pick up our gear. And this is takes forever. Uh, but the whole thing lasted minutes. Uh, we pick up our gear. We go to the room. We then are told by our manager that we have been disqualified from the tournament and we've been asked to leave the country. And we were in Slovakia at that time. It was Czechoslovakia. So we shower up, get our gear. We leave the room. I throw my bag over my shoulder and we're walking out of the room. And as we leave, there's military guards. The, every Czechoslovakian military guard has a machine gun over his shoulder and a German shepherd in his other hand. And we had to walk right down the middle of this procession of, of military. We jumped on the bus and we left. And I don't even know where we slept that night. I think we went straight to the airport in Zurich or something like that. So it was crazy. When you say we went a little crazier when they shut the lights off, <laughs> and like, what does that mean, Chris? What is that? Well, there were some guys that were also frustrated. There were some guys that maybe didn't get enough ice time. There were some guys that were just really mad at the Russians. And so when the lights go off, as we all know, everything's black. And then within seconds, you're adjusting to light and dark a little bit, right? So we know we knew we were wearing whites. So they were wearing reds. So you could tell who's light and who's dark. And uh, so guys, you know, some guys just took it upon themselves to start suckering guys from behind. And, you know, it, it 
even Brendan Shanahan said that he did things that he kind of regrets. But the game was out of control. And we didn't know, you know, like we, I grew up playing in the Western Hockey League and we were used to fights. Fights were just normal. And we thought for sure, you know, oh, there's going to be a lot of penalties. Go back out and finish the game. And just say that wasn't the case. You win it the next year in Russia. Yeah. How's that? How good is that for you? Okay. So a little backstory for that one too. Then they look at us and they're like, okay. Russia and Canada are both suspended for two years from international hockey. And then somebody in the IIHF goes, hey, tournament's in Moscow next year. So IIHF goes, okay, both teams are suspended for 11 and a half months, you know, which basically <laughs> just puts us right back in Moscow. So we go to Moscow the next year, and I was fortunate. I was one of four players. There was me, Theo Fleury, um, Greg Hoggood, and Jimmy Waite, our goalie. The four of us were on the team again. So we go there and we're told to be on our best behavior. Uh, and we had a good team. The Russians had a good team. Um, but we ended up beating them in on their home ice 3-2. And our goalie stood on his head. Theo Fleury and Sheldon Kennedy played lights out. Unreal. Um, a lot of aspects we probably didn't deserve that win. Um, but we did. And then because of our ranking, we played like, West Germany and Switzerland, the next two, and it was it was a cakewalk. So it was a foregone conclusion. We had already won. Uh, so, yeah, we ended up winning a gold medal. So I got the gold medal the next year. But interestingly, so I got to keep telling, um, from the previous year, so we got disqualified. We come home. It's shame. You know, Brian Williams and Don Cherry getting a fight on TV about, you know, whether this is a good thing for Canadian hockey. So about a month after we get disqualified, Harold Ballard, who owned the Leafs, invited us all to a Leafs game. So he flies us out to Toronto. He introduces us to the Maple Leaf crowd. We walk across the blue line. We get a standing ovation from the crowd. And then Harold Ballard comes out and gives us gold medals that he made himself. And they're pretty cool. Uh, on one side, it says the Maple Leaf forever. And then the other side just says World Junior Championships. Uh, so I have two medals, and uh, I love my 88 one, but my 87 one's a little more special. That is unbelievable. Like, all the things you hear about Harold Ballard, and I watched the Harold Ballard documentary. I don't think they mentioned that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, when you, This is a card show, so I want to ask you one more thing. Do you have a favorite hockey card? Do you have a stack of them? Like, like, do NHL players mm -hmm. get a stack of them? Like, I remember talking to Brian Scrudland or hearing Brian Scrudland yeah. say something like, oh, I, I love to sign hockey cards. I, I'd hand them out in the locker room. You know, yeah. I had so many. I'd leave them in guys' stalls. Yeah. I mean, do I have one of my favorites? Yeah. Or, no, I mean, not really. They're all... Not even, the, look at not even the upper deck one where your hair is just flying? Great hair. I know. <laughs> yeah. I miss that hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, like, I don't really have a favorite one. I have a least favorite one. Uh, I have one where they've got me left-handed, and it's Jeff Smith. And it's got all my stats. And I I showed Smitty back in the day. He's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, so everybody's got a bit of a goofed-up card. Um, and that one's mine. The rest are okay. I mean, I seem to always be hooking or holding or clutching or grabbing, you know, somebody. Which I'm like, oh, that's 90s defense. But... You know, like, I don't really have a favorite, but yeah, the one with uh, that's actually not me, I get that one a lot. 
And then the other the other thing I get a lot too, like I when I do get cards, sometimes I get Cujo's cards, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm not a goalie, eh? Like you know, like so I get mixed up for him quite a bit. <laughs> uh, you mentioned the clutching and the grabbing in the '90s. What do you what do you think of today's game? Like do you do you like the the I NHL love, game today? I love most of it. I think it's great. Um, there's some things I don't love, but I think the game has never been faster, never been more beautiful. Uh, but some of the things I don't like, I don't like that there's really not much of an onus on anybody to protect themselves anymore. Um, you know, we see a lot of times, especially in minor hockey, somebody gets a penalty for just being too big, too strong, you know, and I, I don't agree with that. Uh, I think it teaches kids to keep their heads down the whole time. Uh, we used to see it with kids turning their backs and, you know, you get a hit from behind. Uh, when I grew up, it was taboo. You don't turn your back on anybody ever. And then we started getting big players like Rob Blake and uh, Yarmir Yager and Peter Forsberg, and they had the ability to do that. But 90% of the population in the hockey world doesn't have the ability to turn their back and bump against somebody else. So you're taking the worst of it. So the game is beautiful. The game is fast. Um, but I don't like that they've put the onus on the hitter as much as they have. I think there should be more of a, uh, I almost, I, I, I tell people sometimes, I go, that guy should get a penalty for being an idiot. Just two minutes for turning your back and being a dummy. And, you know, like, and I, so I see that, I get a little frustrated with that. But overall, I, I think that the game has never been faster. Uh, the skill levels off the charts, the players are trying stuff that we didn't even dream of trying. So it's pretty cool to watch. You do hockey schools, hockey camps. Um, do you see, uh, you can see the skill level coming in, in, in kids. I mean, it, it looks to me like the NHL is a, is a young man's league right now. Sure. Yeah. And they're, they want to do stuff. And, you know, like I'll run a, a camp where they're doing little stations and I'll do a power skating station where they're doing crossovers and, you know, they're like, yeah, boring. But then I'll do a Michigan station where you're pulling the puck and, you know, doing a lacrosse move with the Michigan and the kids are just fired up for that one. They're like, I want to do the Michigan. I'm like, well, you can't just sit here all day and do the Michigan, but that's what they want to do. And uh, so they get excited for things like that, you know, and then if one kid's really good at the Eagle turns where he's doing 10 and two with his feet, like Crosby, then, uh, you know, he's, pretty proud of himself and then i've got to demo it and i'm 54 years old and my hips don't do that and so i'm like okay i'll do my best uh but it's pretty cool the kids are talented these days and they're not afraid to try new things how often do you do hockey schools well i do my annual once a year i've got uh two straight weeks in saint albert in august and then throughout the hockey season, I do one-offs. I go out with a peewee team and I'll teach power skating and I'll go out with an Adam team and I'll teach shooting. And so what I get now is I get a lot of teams call me up and they're like, Chris, we have ice on Friday at this rink at five o'clock. Can you make it? And, you know, can you teach us shooting? So I do that quite a bit. Um, a firefighter. How, how long before you retired? Did you know you want to be a firefighter or was it after retirement that you decided I, I want to, I want to get into this awesome profession? Well, I think in my last couple of years, so like I went to Europe my last few years and I knew that there was, you know, that was the beginning of the end. And I was lucky I got five years out of Europe. Um, but growing up in Burnaby, I had a couple of good buddies that got on the Burnaby fire department 
And I stayed in touch with them throughout my career. And, you know, they would tell me they're doing this, they're doing that. And I seem to be having a lot of fun together. And then I'm like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm, I don't, I'm not highly educated. And so I'm looking at, you know, ways to get a decent job that felt like a team that gave me some action. So I, uh, my last year in Milan, Italy, I kind of knew it was my last year. I called the NHLPA. I did a whole bunch of courses online. I had to do my medical stuff. I had to do my driving stuff, which I did in the summer. But then I had to do this NFPA 1001, which is basically the National Fire Protection Act. And it's basically learn how to be a firefighter. And so I did that course while I was playing in Milan. And it gave me the foundation, you know, of what to do. And then uh, by the time I had gotten home from Milan, it was March I had my ducks in a row and I was ready to go. So I applied in April and went through the process. I had to do the aptitude test, the fitness test, all that stuff, just like everybody else. And I did well. So I got on and uh, it's been a wonderful career. I really enjoy it. I'm in my 17th year now. Um, it goes fast. Wow. Do you get to a lot of Oiler games? Do you go to a lot of? Uh, I probably go to about six or seven a year, uh, which is fine. I. I wouldn't have the inclination to even go to 42 games a year. Uh, you know, I got stuff going on. I'm a pretty busy guy. And plus I'm still working full time and yeah. I, have night, I have night shifts. Uh, but, you know, five or six or seven, that's pretty good for me. Um, but I'm still really active with the alumni. So we skate at Rogers with the alumni. You know, we go do events all the time. I actually just went, got back yesterday from Red Deer. I was down there doing a Curtis Glencross Invitational went down, played a couple hockey games with some of his old buddies, and then we played poker in the evenings. It was fun. It was a good time. <laughs> well, we really appreciate this. I've taken up way too much of your time, but uh, once again, Chris Joseph will be in Lloydminster 11 to 2 tomorrow at Rolling Green Fairways. If you got some of those great hockey cards, maybe you got a Jeff Smith you'd like to get autographed, you can certainly yeah. uh, do that, but no Curtis Joseph cards, okay? And uh, remember, I'm not a goalie. (laughs) Really appreciate this, Chris. Thank you. Thank you very much. At Jason Arden and Associates Cooperators, we're proud to be a top-rated local insurance company that offers flexible solutions and expert advice for all your insurance and investment needs. We'll work with you to tailor your insurance specific to your needs, and we offer investment advice that always puts you first. At Cooperators, one of our core values is to support the communities we live in. When you support Jason Arden and Associates Cooperators, you are supporting local nonprofits and initiatives. Since 2020, we have donated 60,000 to local nonprofits, youth sponsorships, and various special projects. When was the last time your insurance company did that? How can you help support the oil and gas industry and jobs in Western Canada? The answer is closer than you think. Sell your scrap metals to PWM Steel. PWM sells scrap iron to Evraz, located in Regina. Evraz's number one customer is the energy sector, building pipes and plates for the oil and gas industry. PWM Steel is your locally owned metal recycler and steel service center in the area. Plus, they're a strong supporter of the community. PWM Steel, your top steel supplier for Alberta and Saskatchewan for 40 years. At Diamond 7 Meats, we work with local farm families to provide a high-quality product and a great selection for you. Try our mouth-watering Smokies, pulled pork, roast beef, and more. Made pure and natural with no additives or fillers. We offer custom processing, and our experienced team works for you to provide a selection of sausage, burgers, and jerkies made to your specifications. Take your grilling to the next level with a Yoder Smoker. 
Complete the grilling experience with a Canadian-made, award-winning line of House of Q barbecue sauces. We're locally owned and operated, and we look forward to seeing you today. Welcome back to Live with Kurt Price. Chris Brinklow is our guest, and uh, Superior Water is one of their uh, prize sponsors. We just want to let you know Superior Water has two locations in Lloydminster, and they are open Saturdays and Sundays to make filling your big blue jugs a whole lot quicker. And if you want great-tasting water right from your tap, you can call Superior Water and ask them about their under-the-sink reverse osmosis. Their number is 780-875-6636. I drink Superior Water because I like the taste, and I believe that it is superior to anyone else's water. Superior Water, open on Saturdays and Sundays, 57th Avenue, Monday to Friday from 8 to 6, and Saturdays and Sundays, 10 to 5. Plus, of course, they have their uh, coin-operated location that's on Highway 17, right by uh, 7-Eleven. Okay, Chris, uh, so you met, you, you were t- telling me Superior Water is uh, a sponsor. They've got some prizes. Um, tell us about that prize and some other prizes that you've got uh, going on because it is a fundraiser for Bee Fisher, so you're raising some funds in a few different ways, not just at the door. Right. So, yeah, Dale has uh, provided a family night out, so uh, some movie tickets and uh, a meal over at Montana's, so... Uh, we do appreciate uh, Superior Water support in this event, and that's one of the prizes, one of the many prizes that can be won at this event. Uh, and it's not only just for the Bee Fisher. We've had a couple of organizations that would like to be involved. So we have uh, Pleasant View Bible Camp and also Lloydminster Sexual Assault Services uh, that we're going to be chipping in and helping out as well because they still have their foundation issues and they need some supplies for their, you know, the victims that they mm-hmm. deal with there. So uh, we're just trying to spread the love throughout Lloydminster. Uh, we got uh, home hardware here in town. We have, uh, oh man, there's so many uh, organizations in town that just got behind this event. Uh, even our local Bobcats, and I sent you this picture last night of this beautiful 40th anniversary jersey, all signed by this year's team. And that is one of the t- items that you can win uh, just by coming in. And there are tickets that you can purchase to buy to get in on those draws, but it's a beauty of a jersey for sure. Uh, Calgary Flames. Boy, you got some nice Calgary Flames stuff. Yeah, I, I wrote them and I was like, hey, do you guys want to help out, you know, help out a lo- uh, another Alberta community? And they're like, sure. They uh, they didn't tell me what they were going to send, but I got it in the uh, mail last week. And they sent five glossy pictures, all autographed by current Flame uh, players. We've got Dylan Dubé. we got uh, Zordorov. we got the hot rookie right now, Adam Rzitska. Yeah. He, uh, he, you can get his signed uh, glossy photo. Uh, just by entering for the door prize at the event tomorrow. And Rasmus Anderson. Rasmus Anderson, and uh, I'm drawing the blank Tanev. on the... Yes, Chris Tanev. Chris Tanev. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for remembering. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there's so much going on up here right now. But yeah, the flames have chipped in. And then also we have an oiler, not only Chris Joseph, but I, I don't think they were teammates, but he was a couple of years later, Fernando Pisani. Yeah, a couple of years later. Yeah, yeah so Pisani, I was, uh, Chris connected me with him. And uh, got a chance to meet up with him in a Starbucks parking lot out in St. Albert. And he uh, signed a jersey. So that's going to be also up for uh, the raffle tomorrow as well. So, Chris, how do you get in these draws? Are you just walk in the door and you're automatically entered? or No. So you walk into the door and uh, we'll have a table kind of along to the side to the right. And then that's where all the prizes are. And again, this is all for local charities. This is not for any of my profits or anything else like that. So this all goes back into the community. Uh, so the door prizes, and then we'll have the uh, raffle tickets, and you can purchase those and then put your name and number in. And we'll be doing um, them live 
later on. I don't know if it's going to be uh, what's happening in Lloydminster or somewhere online. Mm-hmm. We'll be drawing the prizes live later that evening. Uh, so some great prizes. Uh, what are you going to find there? What like like I think hockey cards because Chris Joseph's going to be there. Yeah. But what kind of vendors are going to be there? So I've encouraged all other vendors to bring whatever they have that's hobby related. Uh, so there could be the Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, which is really big right now, mm-hmm. uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, football, baseball, but primarily there'll be hockey. And I have been telling people this is a great way to start off your Christmas shopping for that sports fan in your in your household. Um, you know, because you'll have everything. There's sports memorabilia. We have a gentleman, uh, Wayne from uh, just Cam Sachs, Cam Sask, Saskatchewan, and he is coming up, and he has a ton of vintage rider gear. So he's going to be bringing his uh, collection up along with some of his hockey cards. And but uh, we, with the release of Series One that came out just this last Wednesday. There's a ton of new young guns. There's some Connor McDavid Easter egg cards that uh, Upper Deck has put out there that they've got some good value, about four or five hundred bucks on them right now. So Connor Bedard in that set? Did I say McDavid? Yeah. Oh well, I I, I went, I went with my Bedard, favorite. But... Uh, you know, I went with my favorite uh, uh, Connor there. But yeah, Connor Bedard. Right. Yeah, he has a uh, draft day. It's called an Easter egg because Upper Deck just randomly puts them out there. Yeah. So. Uh, and it's not really part of a set, but yeah, so it's exciting because a lot of the collectors are just hungry for those cards. Pokemon's very popular. You got Pokemon cards there too? Yeah, uh, our friends over at Border City Games, they're going to be uh, providing uh, some cards, uh, Pokemon cards. And uh, I know some of the other vendors will be having those out there. We were trying to get a game going, but apparently you need an actual uh, certified official to run these Pokemon games. I had no idea. So, unfortunately, Border City Game notified me a couple of days ago that they won't have their official available for the event. So, though they're doing something else. I don't know what, but I guess show up and be surprised. Uh, you're also going to do a discussion with Chris Joseph. What mm-hmm. time is a good time to come out for that? So, we're planning that for 1 o'clock. Uh, Chris and I are going to have a, well, I've been dumbing it as a, a Chris talk. But uh, we're going to be talking about, you know, as a Penguins fan myself, even though I'm wearing my Blues jersey, I, I'm a big Blues fan as well. But uh, we're going to be talking about draft day when he was selected fifth overall by the Penguins. Uh, we're going to be talking about, you know, part of the big trade with Paul Coffey. And then also uh, some of the not so positive things in his life about, you know, uh, losing his son Jackson, Jackson. In, the, in the Broncos crash uh, five years ago already. So it's... Uh, a lot of things we'll be talking about, but he's there for the fans. He's there to meet people. We encourage everyone to come on out. And he might not be your most popular favorite oiler, but he is an oiler and uh, alumni. And would be great to meet him and get him to sign your jerseys or your hats or whatever you got. Well, you can hear from the uh, from his voice on the interview there that he's got some great stories. Oh, I bet uh, to tell. I wish I would have asked him a little bit more. I didn't want to keep him too long, but uh, you know, um, it, it's going to be. I, I find the guy fascinating. You know, I, I really do. And the fact that he played in so many different places as well. So, in Germany, even. So. And in Germany. Yeah, yeah, all across the world. Yeah, just don't ask about Finland. It's not like <laughs> Finland was a real uh, popular place. Uh, what else you want people to know about the Border City Card Show tomorrow, 11 to 5, Rolling Green? Yeah, absolutely. So, again, just uh, it's it's going to be a great family event. 
I've had people that I saw at the Bobcats game. They were excited to to be coming, bringing the family out. And it's if whether your kids are just into hockey and they have a couple of favorite players, they can find some cards of those players or or whatever that they want. Uh, we have some uh, art as well. It's uh, Euler art. Uh, there's a gentleman out of his name is Michael out of he's out of Edmonton, and also a, a lady out of uh, Cold Lake that does some canvas Euler art and it's a beautiful thing. So it's not just cards; it's everything hobby related uh, as far as sports go. So. Uh, it's just. Well, I was going to ask because I, I mentioned this the other day. I hope I wasn't out of place. Yeah. First hundred kids. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, there's so much on the plate. Yeah. Yeah. But the first hundred kids through the door, I have little grab bags that I made up, and there's just assorted random cards, and some of them have decently valued cards in them. Nothing like hundred dollars worth, but uh, kids get a free grab bag for the first hundred kids through the door. Awesome. Anything else, Chris? I don't think so. There's so much more. I just want to thank a lot of the local sponsors. Like we have people chipping in in town here. Uh, Tony over at the Ivanhoe Motel, he's provided accommodations for four of the vendors at no charge. So just people in this community chipping in uh, just to... Just because they love this community and, and they are in support of the organizations that we are raising money for. And again, that's what this is about, is just everybody to have fun, meet an oiler, raise money for this community, and then we'll be doing it again in March. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Kurt. Oh, can you give us any details on March yet? March 23rd at the casino. Oh, already? Wow. Yeah, got that plan. Booker, I just wanted to make sure I got it all. So, And I'm working on a former oiler as well, an oiler goalie. So, Ooh. We'll, we'll see. Thanks, Chris. You bet. Thanks, Kurt. Sticking with sports, we're back on Tuesday night. We'll be at the Canadian Brew House with the Tuesday night sports show. And, of course, we're going to talk riders with the big game today and the big disaster that was this season for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And then on uh, Wednesday, we're going to talk about downtown and building up the downtown again because uh, they've had – uh, serious construction going on uh, all summer, and it's set to open in about a week and a half here, uh, again, downtown. So we're going to talk about a contest the Red Bicycle has uh, going on Wednesday. And then some really interesting stuff coming up on Thursday. Mary Gerald Albert is going to be joining us, and we're going to be talking about public transportation uh, in Lloydminster. And uh, we're working on some great shows at the Stockade Roundup, and, and lots of fun stuff is on the way. Hope to see you tomorrow at the Border City Card Show. And don't forget, new Lloydminster Nissan moving sale on now, open till 5 o'clock today, no payments for six months.